Leadership File on Premier. Welcome to the show which helps you lead where God has placed you. I'm Andy Peck. Are you known as a Christian in your workplace? Sometimes it can be tempting to keep your head down and just keep quiet. Well, Steve Matthews has responded to the challenge to encourage fellow Christians to take their faith seriously. He heads up a Christian workplace group at Sefton Council, north of Liverpool, and joins me on the Leadership File. So, Steve, lovely to have you on the show. Thank you. So, so tell, tell me first, you know, your inspiration to connect your faith with your work, because a lot of Christians listening will, as I've said, they keep their head down there. People maybe know they're a Christian, but they don't talk too much about it, and they certainly don't bring their faith to work. Yes, uh, a good question. Um, I must say that connecting faith and work was not really part of my Christian teaching growing up. I think I developed an understanding of a hierarchy of jobs that were most important to God or most useful. So I think my view could be characterised as missionaries were definitely in top place, uh, followed by church leaders. Uh, next down the uh, rank were caring professions in the public sector, uh, so nurses, teachers, police, and these would be the kind of people that we would have prayed for in our church. And then at the bottom was um, business, and business was okay if people were in it to make money to give to the church. Uh, but a number of years ago, I went to a conference where everyone was given a badge with the initials FTCW. And that stood for full-time Christian worker. And at that point, a light went on for me. And it was a reminder that all of us, in whatever we do, at whatever age we are, we're serving God. Then back in the 1990s, I came across Mark Green's book uh, called Thank God It's Monday. And I began to appreciate that there isn't a secular, uh, sacred-secular divide as far as God is concerned. So... Uh, I began to believe that he was just as interested in what I was doing at 11 o'clock on a Wednesday as he was in what I'm doing at 11 o'clock on a Sunday. In fact, that my work was of intrinsic value to God. It's one of the ways that I can serve God. And in fact, more than that, that it was part of my worship. Um, so I've been challenged to see my work as an opportunity to live out my faith. Uh, God had put me in a particular place with many colleagues to live out my faith day by day uh, with all its joys, its pressures, its ups and its downs. That's well, wonderfully put, uh, wonderfully put, Steve. That's, that's great, great to hear. Um, and I understand it was a, a conference run by Transform, sorry, Transform Work UK that was inspiration to seek the formal recognition of the Christian workplace group that meets at uh, Sefton Council. Perhaps you could perhaps tell us that story. Uh, yeah, I went with a number of others from uh, Sefton Council and the Health and Safety Executive, whose headquarters are nearby in Bootle, and we had a joint group at that time. And a major message from the conference was to encourage Christians in the workplace to uh, prepare a business case and to ask management to formally recognise the Christian group. Uh, the aim would be to present that to the personnel manager and to seek approval so that the group could be an integral part of the organisation. Now, in practice, that would mean that the group could operate above the radar and have access to facilities such as meeting rooms, email, intranet and notice boards. 
and without fear of anyone querying who the group was and why they were meeting on, on council's premises. Um, but as we met together with the health and safety executive, we actually met in their offices. So I remember thinking, perhaps with an inward sigh of relief, that there was no need for us in Sefton Council to be formally recognised uh, because we weren't actually meeting in our own offices. So that was in 2009. In 2014, uh, we did set up a separate group in Sefton Council. Uh, by that time, we had found other Christians in our offices who were keen to meet in our building and not to make the five-minute trek to the HSE buildings um, for, for the group. Uh, and things changed when there was a challenge to put on an alpha course a year later. The group at the Health and Safety Executive didn't have the right rooms available for the course. And I was asked if we had any suitable rooms in the Sefton Council buildings. Uh, I can remember my initial reaction was, wow, this is bringing my faith a bit close to home. <laughs> yes, indeed. My colleagues will find out I'm a Christian. Yeah. Uh, shock horror. But I did check. Uh, rooms were available and we decided to hold Alpha in the council's offices. But when planning the course, we suddenly thought, uh, it seems a bit of a silly thought, but quite practical in some ways, what happens if there's a fire during Alpha and people emerge from the building from the Alpha course who are not council employees? Uh, would people question what's happening here? Who's being invited in from outside that's not uh, legitimate and above board? Um, so we knew that we needed to make sure that we were properly covered and that management knew about the existence of the group. Um, and we also thought that if anyone was opposed to us running Alpha, it would be helpful to be formally recognised. So six years after the conference that you referred to, when we'd originally been encouraged to think about this, we finally decided that it was the right time to ask for the group to be formally recognised. Wow, fabulous. And, and terrific that, you know, it, I think, you know, you said it very calmly there, but I think many people were thinking, well, having an alpha course at, at work, that's, that's really something. So um, that's terrific. Um, and how do you find establishing a Christian group at... Sefton Council, what was, you know, you, you, you spoke about your nervousness early on. What, what, you know, what was your feelings about the whole thing? Yes, it was um, a little bit uh, daunting to be uh, thinking about that. But I think because of the situation of running Alpha within the offices, it became quite clear that it was something we would have to do. Um, you mentioned Transform Work UK uh, running the conference a few years previously. And they have a little booklet uh, which goes through in uh, some detail how to draw up a business case for establishing a Christian group. And we found that approach very helpful. Uh, there were some examples of other organisations that had prepared a business case. So we had models uh, to follow and to draw from. And a key question to answer in uh, drawing up that case is what benefits will the group bring to the organisation? Um, now, Sefton Council's overall vision is to improve the health and well-being of its people. And we thought, ah, we can add a different dimension to this, which is spiritual health and well-being, which I guess most local authorities would not claim uh, that it's uh, part of their core service. So uh, we prayed a lot, we drew up our case, and a couple of our group met with the personnel manager. Uh, based on the experience of others trying to set up Christian groups that we had heard of, uh, we've been led to expect some opposition. 
and we were surprised how positively we were received by the personnel manager. So the conversation went something along these lines. No, I don't see any reason why you shouldn't set up a group. Um, yes, I have heard of Alpha. No, I don't see any reason why you shouldn't set up Alpha. Uh, and the personnel manager agreed to check with the Equalities Monitoring Group. Uh, and um, so after about 15 minutes, we were sitting there, a couple of us a little bit dazed, thinking it shouldn't have been this straightforward. <laughs> um, and the personnel manager came back to us a couple of weeks later and no, the Equalities Group didn't have any objection. And uh, just a lovely uh, meeting with the manager and his whole reaction was so positive. And I see someone like our personnel manager as being a person of peace. I don't know if he has a particular faith, but what I do know is that he has always been very supportive of what we've been trying to achieve. And uh, we've kept up those uh, links and gone back to him every few months just to give him an, an update right. of what the group's doing. That's, that's, that's wonderful to hear that story, um, Steve. Um, uh, and you uh, found, found a cult, in, encouraging a culture of invitation has been especially important to you in terms of um, uh, the way that you've approached uh, getting folk along. Yes, uh, that's right. Um, a couple of weeks before the Alpha course started, I attended a talk and the speaker, um, it was the chap who promotes Back to Church Sunday, which uh, many of your listeners I'm sure will have heard of. And he was talking about promoting a culture of invitation. And one of the lines from his talk, which stuck with me after uh, the meeting was, we don't hear enough no's. What he meant was, ask people even if you don't think they will say yes. Yeah. Uh, so I plucked up the courage to ask someone to Alpha uh, because I'd already got my hit list of people that I thought were uh, spiritually uh, warm and might be likely to come along. And I knew that I had to go well beyond uh, that safe, comfortable list. Mm. So I plucked up the courage to ask someone knowing that he would say no, but at least I would be able to say that I asked. Interestingly, and, and perhaps predictably, his response was that he had recently begun to think more seriously about life's big issues and he would think about coming on the course. And in fact, the next week was the first week of the course and he did come on that course and it was a significant part of his journey to faith. Uh, and God used the Alpha course to highlight Christians within our workplace and also to draw other Christians out of the woodwork that we hadn't known about. And uh, part of the attraction, I think, for some people was that we set out the leftovers of the Alpha lunch in the kitchen afterwards and used that to help right. uh, publicize the course and to encourage people to think about coming. Yeah, oh, fabulous. And so you've seen very much seen God's hand in things. Yes. And over the years, a principle that I've observed again and again is that God has gone before us and provided us with what we needed at just the right time. One of our group worked on the same floor as a personnel manager and knew him informally. So she set up the initial meeting with him. A key member of our group was excellent at designing posters and getting content onto websites and a whiz with technology. Uh, so he was great in organizing and taking charge of showing the Alpha DVDs. Someone else was a real natural on the hospitality front and she was a super host for Alpha. And again, we've seen God's hand in uh, a different way. Um, we started up a carol service for the first time in 2016. 
Uh, I remember it being discussed in the group. And again, I remember my immediate reaction was, I don't want anything to do with organizing that. Uh, I feel I'm already overcommitted, but if anybody else wants to do it, uh, fine. But the person who was promoting it is a talented musician and he could call on family members to help out. And uh, our group's technical abilities and flair for hospitality came into their own in organizing that service. Um, and then we found that the chief executive was very supportive as we were preparing for the service and wanting to invite councillors and senior management. And she tweeted to say how much she loved seeing the attractive posters advertising the Carol service around the council buildings. And she agreed to do a reading at the service. Uh, we then organised uh, the uh, Carl service jointly with the health and safety executive and their chief executive was also uh, very supportive. At the first Carl service in 2016, we had asked the local archdeacon to speak uh, and uh, that, that went down well. And he said to us at the end, he said, you know, people think that bishops are very busy around Christmas, but it isn't necessarily their busiest time of year. Why don't you ask the Bishop of Liverpool All right. <laughs> uh, to speak at next year's Carl service? So uh, at our 2017 Carl service, uh, the, the bishop uh, came along. And in fact, I think between inviting him and him responding was probably a couple of hours. Uh, and he said, thank you for thinking of me. And it just shows that sometimes what we think is impossible, um, God just uh, paves the way. And I think our sense is that as we've taken small steps of obedience, uh, God has gone before us, opening doors, smoothing the way. That's fabulous, fabulous. Well, you're listening to The Leisure at Far with me, Andy Peck. I'm joined this week by Steve Matthews, and we'll be back just after this. Welcome back to The Leadership File with me, Andy Peck. I'm joined this week by Steve Matthews. We're particularly looking at uh, being a Christian in the workplace. Uh, Steve uh, heads up a, a Christian workplace group at Sefton Council, north of Liverpool. And uh, he's been sharing uh, the wonderful stories, really, of how God has opened the door for the group to be established and for Alpha to take place and for uh, Carol's service to, is to be put on and uh, even the, the Bishop of Liverpool himself <laughs> coming to, to address that. So... Um, just talk to me, Steve, a little bit about how the kind of group fits into the wider organisation in, in Sefton Council, because obviously it's now established there. Um, mm. Are there particular things that you'd want to share about that? Yes. Um, we have used the Council's framework for diversity, equality and inclusion to help promote the group. Uh, as Christians, I think we can sometimes see this as an approach designed to promote the rights of virtually every other group except Christians. But it can actually be used to make sure that the Christian group is recognised by management. And we've got a, a unique contribution uh, to make. And we've tried to do this in a number of ways at Sefton Council. Uh, so, for example, in our department, we have Dress Down Friday, linked to bringing items in for food bank. And unfortunately, that connection has been lost over time. People dressed down, but they just didn't bring items for food bank anymore. So we've right. tried right. to reinstate that connection. So I think we want to be good news in our organisation, to make a positive difference, to be the ones who look out for our colleagues who are known as people who will go the extra mile. No, it's, it's fabulous to hear, really fabulous. And, uh, and it gives a lie to those who uh, think that Christians have to kind of tiptoe around uh, the workplace. Uh, because once, as you say, once you're established, then, then all sorts of good can come. And lots of yeah. folk can value the Christian presence uh, for very good reasons without 
you know, um, without any uh, misgivings at all. Mm. Um, so in terms of uh, the, the benefit to Christians, particularly, obviously, you, you've we talked about the benefit to the council. We've talked about how the whole thing developed. But what about the benefit to Christians and maybe to yourself looking back? I think for uh, a number of our group, it's an opportunity to refocus, uh, to take a break, to provide an oasis. Uh, one member of our group recently said that he's so busy at work that he needs to take time out to come to the group. So he puts our regular Thursday lunchtime meetings in his diary and he makes attendance at that a priority. Yeah. And his testimony to us is that he finds his work goes better as a result. Maybe not surprising, uh, but it's nice to have that uh, vindicated. And the group provides an opportunity for members to grow in their understanding of what it means to be a Christian at work and to grow into the role that God has for them. So there will not be any such thing as, I just do admin if God has his hand on you and he is with you at work. Uh, we recently read a little book of short stories written by Mark Green and published by LICC called The One About, dot, dot, dot. And each week we read a story of God doing something extraordinary through an ordinary person. So for instance, there was a story about Victoria, a 19-year-old hairdresser who prayed for her clients as she washed their hair and massaged their scalp. And stories like this helped our group make the links to their own spheres of work and we realized again that God is interested in our everyday, uh, that he will help us to solve difficult problems, to respond to impossible clients, uh, to love those unlovable colleagues. Yeah. And uh, we, Steve, we've talked a bit about you know your leadership of this group, but of course you are a leader within the council yourself. Um, you would hope that your Christian faith helps you in your leadership, but of course being known as a Christian can also be a challenge. Uh, it certainly can. Um, I'm aware my colleagues know I'm a Christian, so every Thursday lunchtime I write on our whiteboard that uh, people note down um, where, where they've gone off to, if they're on site or out of the office, and I say that I'm at the Christian group and what time I expect to be back. And because people know that I'm a Christian, I need to be more careful that my actions live up to my faith. So things like uh, how I treat people, how I do my job, am I being consistent? So I say to the team that I want to help them develop to the best of their abilities. And I need to follow up on that and make sure that I'm giving people opportunities to do just that. I want to support people, but I also need to be able to challenge them where appropriate. It's about being fair, firm, but also fair, and that's not an easy balance to strike. And I also need to be able to apologize from time to time because clearly I'll not get everything right. But I think the ability to do that shows that the, the human side to all of us, and um, I know that that in itself communicates powerfully something of God's love and God's grace. Yeah, yeah. Uh, looking back, Steve, what would you say have been the biggest challenges for you? I think the first one is being willing to be visible as a Christian. In a previous local authority with a small prayer group, but uh, we kept it very much under wraps. And one of my colleagues once asked me about our secret society. <laughs> uh, this wasn't quite how I wanted our group to be thought yeah. of, and I felt ashamed that this was how it was perceived. Uh, I think linked to that is being bold. 
for many years we put out small Easter eggs in the foyer of a number of council buildings with a note saying Happy Easter from the Sefton Council Christian Workplace Group. And this year we set out a card with it which briefly explained the meaning of Easter and we're able to put this message on the internet homepage which everyone's computer is open to each morning. Um, so in particular over the past three years since we've set up our group, God has nudged us forward step by step to be more visible and more daring. I think another challenge has been coping with disappointments. Um, I'd expected more people to be at last year's Cal service, particularly with the bishop coming, then had come to the previous year's service. We prayed harder, we had invitation cards printed and we issued them more widely, and yet there were still around the same number. So sometimes it's difficult to know what's going on, but we trust God uh, that uh, it's not just in what we see outwardly, but that he is doing his work. Um, and I, th I think maybe another thing is knowing what God wants us to do as a Christian group in the workplace, relying on him. Uh, I know theoretically that it's about prayer, but that's not always my strong point. I find it easier to strategize, but maybe not wait for God. So that's a challenge for me to put God first and to wait on him, his timing, his approach. Yeah. Uh, and I think a final thing would be delegating because uh, I'm coming to the end of my uh, career in local government and I need to be able to hand over to others and um, the challenge is how to do that when not many people are volunteering to take over. Sure, sure. So, so finally, Steve, I mean, what would you say to listeners who are maybe in the workplace but they don't have a Christian workplace group? I think my key message would be don't underestimate the value of this formal recognition. So at a basic level, it gives you a standing within the organization, an ability to use the organization's facilities without question, for example, publicity, booking rooms, use of internet and email, organizing events. But what we're actually saying in going for that formal recognition is that Christians can and want to make an important contribution to our organization and that's an important message and if Christians are bringing to work all their personal attributes along with their skills then the workplace will be enriched and that's an added benefit to the employer too. People in the workplace who might query why a Christian work should, a group should exist are less likely to do so if it fits within the organization's framework for equality, diversity and inclusion. And I mentioned Transform Work UK's excellent booklet, which guides you through the process step by step. And this can be downloaded from their website, uh, transformworkuk.org. And the TWUK team would be delighted uh, to help. But I wonder, would it be possible, Andy, to tell a little encouraging story of something that happened from uh, yeah, sure. a recent um, networking event for Christians in the workplace in Liverpool? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, this is a story of uh, Jessica, who came along to this event, and uh, just a few days ago, she came back uh, with some follow-up, and she said, I came along to the event um, not really going to get involved in leading anything because I'm an extrovert. Uh, she wrote that she felt prompted to take some baby steps, pushing on doors and seeing what God does. But in her workplace, she didn't know any other Christians at work. But the next morning after having attended this event, she remembered a colleague mentioning her church when she first started working there. So Jessica sent her an email simply asking if she was a Christian. 
That led to a conversation about the event she had attended and they ended up spending an hour praying together in their lunch break. Now, the other lady was really excited about what could come of that small meeting and she encouraged Jessica to go straight to senior management about it. And this is a major employer within Liverpool. Jessica did that and got the immediate go ahead to be able to send an all staff email to invite people to future prayer gatherings. And Jessica said, it's all been very easy so far and not as scary as I thought. So she sent her email just before she left work one evening, then joined some colleagues for a meal out. At the end of the evening, one of them pulled her aside to say she'd seen the email and thought it was a lovely thing to do. And that person was a non-practicing Roman Catholic, but said she could see the impact that this could have on their workplace. So I think overall, my message would be, We don't have to be defensive about seeking recognition for a Christian group. Uh, It's not as difficult as we might think. Uh, There are people available to help. And as Christians, we have a lot to contribute. So my advice is to recognise just how much we have to offer as Christians in the workplace and to go for it. Well, Steve, thank you so much. That's, that's a real uh, apologetic for, for the kind of uh, ministry that uh, can happen within, uh, within the workplace. So thank you so much for all that you've shared on The Leadership File. Thank you. So you've been listening to The Leadership File with me, Andy Peckles, joined this week by Steve uh, Matthews, who uh, runs a Christian workplace group at Sefton Council, just north of Liverpool. Uh, do log on to Premier's website and listen to archive versions of the leadership file and join me again next uh, three, Sunday at 3.30 for another uh, episode. God bless. You've been listening to The Leadership File on Premier. Andy Peck serves as a tutor at CWR, a Christian charity whose courses and publications aim to apply God's word to everyday life. Contact him via email apeck at cwr.org.uk.